0: Hi, my name is Ethan Lee and I am a staff member for the EPIC. I will be asking Mr. Pugh questions to get to know him better as a person and as a teacher. We will be looking into how teaching has evolved throughout his time as he has been a teacher at Limbrick High School for many many years. In addition to being a teacher at Limbrook, Mr. Pugh has also been the teacher coach of the mock trial team for 25 years and is still advising them. He also enjoys watching his favorite soccer team, Manchester City, and is also a professional drummer. As someone that grew up in many different places and many cultural environments, I'd like to know where you grew up.
1: A couple of places. Um, I was born in the UK in Manchester, and then the family emigrated to Australia, Queensland, and then uh, ended up here in California. So, uh, three countries, I suppose, but uh, mostly in California. Mostly in California. Mm,
0: Okay. So from where you, the different places you grew up, do you find the environment to be similar to the one over here?
1: Uh, not really. They're, they're quite different. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, in the UK is a little bit different. Australia, um, it was, uh, we lived in a tropical, well, actually subtropical part of the country, in Queensland, in the north, really hot being super hot, they had monsoons and things like that. So very different climate and uh, a very different lifestyle. You know, we weren't that far from the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of year-round summer, more like living in Hawaii than it would be anywhere else. Uh, it was quite different from Northern California. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't as urban. It was a small town, you know, less than 20,000 people. And that, that's a kind of a different lifestyle anyway, really, with a small town. Everybody knows everybody else. Oh, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, quite different from Silicon Valley.
0: After living in three countries, Mr. Pugh ended up teaching government and economics at Limburg. I wondered what interested him into teaching these subjects.
1: I really, really liked the subject. I just I was always interested in, you know, history, geography, you know, politics, and uh, say later came econ it was just one of my favorite subjects in school I just found it really easy you know history classes and social studies classes came real easy to me and I was just I just loved the subject and you know traveling a lot you know when I was younger I developed this interest you know in in the world you know particularly like geography and the, you know these different cultures so uh, that's not that's mainly it you know I mean it's um, the love of the subject I mean I, I get to talk about it in class mm-hmm. you know yeah. It's not tedious for me, you know, what do they say, if you if you love what you're doing, you never, you, know, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. Not that I'm saying I'm lazy, but I'm saying, uh, no, I mean, if you enjoy what you're doing, it makes yeah. a huge difference. And those are my favorite subjects.
0: Yeah, those are definitely interesting subjects. A lot of us are aware of your longevity as a teacher here, and I just want to ask, how long have you been a teacher?
1: I'll let, I'll let you figure this out. I, uh, I started when Nixon was president.
0: This means that Mr. Pugh has been a teacher for around 51 years.
1: Which <laughs> is quite a while. have you know, gone through a lot of changes since then. Yeah, since I started school. Definitely. Okay, yeah, you might say.
0: So, before Lindbergh, have you taught any other schools?
1: No. I mean, I student taught at a couple of schools. One on the east side, uh, Andrew Hill, and then... Westmont, but that was just like six months or a year, I should say, of student teaching. But as far as full-time, no, just Limbrook. Okay. I've seen Limbrook go through quite a few changes.
0: In all these years that you have been teaching, have you ever felt burnt out? That's a good question. Um, You have days when you feel burnt out. Mm -hmm.
1: But overall, you know, just teaching in general, not really. No, um... Sure, I was say, you know, you have a little ups and downs, what, but I've never really felt like, that's it, I can't take it anymore, I've got to get out of here. i never felt that way. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with where I'm teaching, too. You know, mm-hmm. Teaching at Winbrook is, uh, not all schools are <laughs> exactly the same, you know, it's just a great atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, every teacher I know has their days when they just, you know, they're, they're off days. But no burn, no burn
0: out. I wanted to get to know more about these changes on the Lindbergh community he brought up and get his insight on them.
1: When I first started, it was very, uh, what do I say, kind of top-down, very teacher-oriented. Um, they have very rigid rules as far as dress codes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for staff as well as students. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you know, guys couldn't wear Levi's, couldn't wear jeans. You know, you wear just slacks and so on. And girls couldn't wear... Uh, They'll you know, sweats, right? Nobody wore sweats. I mean, sweats and hoodies. Girls had to wear skirts and so on. Um, teachers teachers, uh, we wore ties. You know, the men, the men did. Um, so it was, it was kind of rigid. And, uh, a little, very restrictive as far as even how you could teach back then. Um, of course it's evolved quite a bit over the years. Um, today I think it's, uh, well, we're given a lot of freedom. To yeah. be real creative. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference. But there have been several, like, fads that we went through over the years. One was, uh, we had that from really teacher-centered to, um, I think, it was in the 90s. Well, no, you don't want to be the, uh, they call it the uh, sage on the stage. You want to be the guide on the side. Mm-hmm. So everything was student-centered, and you don't really teach anything. You just kind of, you're a facilitator. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get from one, one extreme to the other. You know, yeah. It's really balance. So everything's student-driven, you know, student-directed learning, and we just kind of, yeah, need to help? Yeah, <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, I think today is a good balance myself.
0: He also talked about how they used to combine classes.
1: Have like a lit class and, and a U.S. history class would be in the same room. Two teachers, um, you know, the division, for example, the social studies wing which we my room, 501, and Mister Roy's room, there was a accordion wall there, so you could open it up. Oh and yeah, they have two classes, mm-hmm. and so you kind of teach the two courses sort of as one. You're weaving in and out. The other, well, that was kind of interesting.
0: Since technology is being incorporated almost everywhere, I wanted to know how it has affected teaching.
1: That's had the biggest effect on my teaching than any other single factor, I'd say. Um, I like. I mean, back you know when I, when I first started. I mean, sure we didn't we couldn't go online <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and even like just smart boards and things like that. We just you know, yeah, you could make recordings. Like, but, but it, there wasn't no technology to speak of. You know, just you, you know, the you board behind you and uh, yeah, you know, and a class. And uh, it it really helps. It's just a re- enormous resource. Mm-hmm. That you, use. you know, I mean. The, you know, I'll say in the classroom, maybe it's not remote, but in the classroom, you talk about something and you flash something up on the uh, on the smart board, maybe a little video or something like that to kind of illustrate what you're talking about. You know, it, it's just a whole different world. That's probably explaining why there hasn't been a burnout. It's, um, there's so many resources and tools available now for teachers. Yeah. So I, I love it. I can't get enough technology.
0: I was curious to know how his curriculum has changed once technology became a huge part of education.
1: Originally, not really, because it was uh, it's kind of gradual. Okay. You know, you know, over over the years, and uh, back in like the mid nineties, the three of us they sent a a small group of us teachers to um, oh to kind of study different schools and maybe well actually one was in Canada in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, some schools that were kind of pioneering technology, like the internet, you know, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting. And then we come back and we kind of explain that to the rest of the staff what's happening there, you know, what, what the latest developments are. And because um, they were all very exciting. I mean, email, wow, that was something brand oh, new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'd have it and we'd go in the uh, we'd have a computer lab, you know, well, it wasn't that long ago since we had one. And teachers would sit next to each other and we learn how to send email to each other. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so primitive now, but it had to start somewhere. But see, that was over, over a period of years. Remote is like all in one day. Yes. March thirteenth, 2020. Yeah. It's like, guess what? You know, school's yeah. closed.
0: Yeah, speaking on that, so how was it difficult to translate into remote learning?
1: That was tricky. Because, you know, it was like, you had really had, okay, there are lessons, mm-hmm. but they do not all translate it to online. Because, um, you know, most of us have, a lot of us have, I'll say most of us again, had like paper assignments that we use, you know, we hand out and so on. Yeah. Testing is really tricky. It's really hard and remote. Because, yes. um, you know, you, you, you should have an objective test. You know, it's going to be things sort of open note and... uh You can do short answers and things like that. And you know, and and documents and so on. But that's the tricky part. So, we had to convert our classroom lessons to whatever would work on remote. Uh, To be honest, we didn't really cut anything out. Some of the activities, like in class activities and Mm -hmm. things like that. But the curriculum stayed the same. It took a long time though. Um, After the first semester, uh, because I spent you know, gosh, seven days a week, maybe sometimes up to ten hours a day in the summer. Yeah. You know, try to prepare the course, adapt the course to the fall, you know, the fall semester. Yeah. So there's a lot of outside work went into it. Pretty daunting.
0: Okay. Do you prefer remote learning or in-class learning?
1: Oh, I prefer in-class learning because I I think what's really important is class chemistry. I even mentioned this on remote. Mm -hmm. Camera's on, camera's on. Um, Because I I think that's so important to learning. Every class has its own personality. And you can use more humor, whatnot. There's a lot of interaction that goes on. You could even do little skits in front of the class. You know, selling a a candidate, you know, you put a, a campaign video together. Well, you can walk around campus, you can get endorsements from different teachers, the students and whatnot and different backgrounds. So, you know, you can do a lot more. But some things aren't, aren't bad in remote. I'm, I'm going say it's, it's completely, you know, a disaster. But it's the chemistry that I miss. Just the interaction. Yeah. The, it's always, okay, give me the thumbs up, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Whereas in class, you have a spontaneous answer somebody would give, you know. Also, eventually, though, it'll, it'll go back to that.
0: Yeah. I feel like most teachers will feel the same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most teachers have adapted now. Nobody's complaining about remote. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to been through one semester, complete semester. Now we're actually almost two. And so we kind of got the hang of it a bit and get it settled into a routine. Yeah. But, but it's just frustrating that you can't really get to know, I can't get to know the class quite as well as I like you know interactions okay. and of course clubs you know oh, yeah. out the window sports out the window yeah we do a trial I have the mock trial team and we're actually doing that competition online
0: with the final question I wanted to know how much longer he plans on teaching for
1: that's a hard question um, uh, I mean I'm not going to try to any world records right <laughs> yeah. <like that>. um <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you you just know, okay? I mean, it'll be like, okay, I know. Yeah. I mean, as long as I'm enjoying it, you know, I'll help, you know, and stay in good health, try to keep, keep pretty good shape. Uh, and it's kind of, it's still energizing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to teach forever, of course. I mean, he's not going on and on and on. There's this guy, are they wheeling him into the classroom now? Okay. <laughs> Prop him up at his desk. Yeah. <laughs> i to go, go that. But it's one of those things you'll just get the feelings. That, like, some teacher said that. I said, yeah, I'm ready.
0: Here are some of Mr. Pew's students and their thoughts about Mr. Pugh as a teacher. Hi, I'm Halia Yi, a senior in, um, at Lindbergh High School. Um, well... I think he's quite funny. I don't know about everyone else, but I think he's pretty laughable. Um, he's very welcoming and he's very caring towards his students and wants them to have fun while doing work. Um, even though we had all in school together, um, he would always spot me um out um of many other students with their cameras on and he always asked me what I was eating for breakfast and I definitely um that definitely assured me that he really cared for his students and me. Um, and hopefully I get to see him when this pandemic is over. Um, so I could tell him in person how glad I was to have him as a teacher at Lindbergh. Pua is a very relaxed teacher who lets his students uh, take course of their own actions. And um, he's, he brings a lot of emotion to the class as well. I enjoyed learning about Mr. Pugh's diverse background and all the ways teaching has changed throughout the years. It was a terrific experience getting to interview Mr. Pugh and I hope you guys enjoyed it as
1: well. Make sure to check out our website at lhsebic.com and our Instagram.